everyone. Welcome back to the Ministry Leaders Podcast, Episode 10. We're a podcast aimed to equip local church leaders and ministry leaders to better serve their ministries and churches. In the midst of this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, we're all too aware that leaders need to know how to speak into suffering. And because this is a pressing issue, this podcast will probably be a little bit longer than usual. Well, for ministry and church leaders, needing to speak into the hurt that others experience is an ongoing reality, whether we're visiting someone in the hospital or comforting someone who's sharing with us over coffee. But do you ever feel that uncomfortable feeling of not being sure what to say? What we do with that feeling is really one of the keys to helping someone who's hurting, because here's our temptation. It's to say something to make ourselves feel better, or even to defend God and to defend our faith, rather than saying what the other person needs to hear. And when we do this, we leave that person with a bad taste in their mouth towards us or even towards God. So the number one impulse we have to overcome in a conversation with someone who's hurting is the temptation to say something to reduce our discomfort. Ecclesiastes 5.2 points us on the right track when it says, Don't be quick with your mouth. Let your words be few. I've often told others that when I go to visit someone in the hospital or to comfort someone who's hurting, 60% of it is just showing up, and another 30% is not saying something insensitive or stupid. The last 10% is saying something helpful. And that's good news, right? Because it means that you can get a 90% just by showing up and saying nothing. Because here's the thing, what people most need is not your words, but your presence. But you probably will say something, and you probably should, so let's talk about what to say and what not to say. Let me start by giving you the top seven things I'd say that you should not say. First, don't tell them the suffering they're going through, or that people around us are going through, is God's judgment on their sin. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Do you know for sure? Unless you're a prophet and God's spoken to you about this audibly, don't make assumptions Don't presume to speak for the heavenly judge. Second, don't tell them everything is going to be okay. Again, maybe it's not. It certainly doesn't feel okay to them at this moment. Proverbs 25.20 counsels us not to sing songs to a heavy heart. When you're hurting or afraid and people make light of it and just tell you it's all going to be okay, you don't feel understood and you don't feel cared for. Third, don't say... Just trust God. He'll get you through. Of course, that's what they need to do. But if you make it sound so easy, it just shows you don't really understand that faith can be hard. It can be a process. Fourth, don't say, if they've just lost a loved one, well, they're in a better place now. That may be so, and it may be comforting in time, but it doesn't help the fact that they've just lost them and it really hurts. Fifth, here's another classic one. Don't quote Romans 8.28. You know, the scripture says, God works all things for the good of those who love him. Again, it's true, but to someone who's hurting, it sounds trite. And this verse is easily twisted into the idea that, that the thing that is now hurting so much is actually good for them. What does that say about God? That God likes to inflict pain? Now, I know that's not what the verse is saying, but it's easy to hear it that way. 
Sixth, don't try to explain why God allows people's sufferings. Christians have been wrestling for millennia with the question of why. If God is all-powerful and yet God is good, why is there still so much suffering in the world? It's the hardest question in the world to answer, and Christians have come up with some pretty good answers, but they're philosophical answers, they're theological answers, and often what people want and need while they're hurting is not a philosophy lesson, but comfort. The time and the place for a theological discourse is not when someone is deeply suffering, unless they're genuinely wrestling with these issues and questions. Finally, seventh, don't offer advice and quick fixes. Don't say, what I always do when something bad happens to me, or what, what I read you should do is this or is that. First of all, your situation may not be just like theirs, and second, advice is not very comforting. In fact, it often comes off as insensitive. What's the common denominator here? I think it's timing. When we're speaking to people who are hurting and anxious, there are a lot of true things we could say, but saying them quickly is usually poor timing. We need to listen first, because people above all want to feel understood. And if we're going to speak, we have to understand where they're at before we speak. For example, when someone says, why did God let this happen? We have to listen to figure out whether they really want to know the answer to that question. Are they really looking for an answer, or are they just expressing their pain, or maybe looking for someone to blame? Okay, so what should we say then? How do we often offer comfort? Well, first, we should answer or we should ask questions that show that we're listening and that we care. People need to know that we share their hurt or that we're at least trying to understand it. So listen and ask questions. Questions like, tell me how you are. What are you going through? What are you feeling? I want to understand. I care. Often people just need to not be alone in their pain. They need someone to share it with them. Now to listen, to le- to listen like this, we're, we're going to need to make time. So don't ask them questions like this about how they're doing in the church parking lot when you're about to get in your car unless you're able to go back inside, sit down with them, and really listen. Second, reflect back to them the emotions that they're expressing. Say things like, sounds like you're really feeling worried about the economy, or wow, losing this loved one leaves such a big hole, it must hurt so much. Now people feel understood and like you're there with them. Third, offer an honest story of something you've been through if, and this is a big if, if you've been through something similar to them. The idea here isn't so much to one-up them. In fact, it's definitely not to one-up them. I've been through something worse than that. You think that's bad? Listen to my story. That's just going to make them feel like their pain isn't real and that it doesn't rank. Also, don't tell a story of something you went through that's half as big as their struggle. That'll just make them feel like you're trivializing what they're going through. But if you've been through something similar to them, if you really do understand what they're going through, then hearing your story will help them feel not alone. But tell this story succinctly and honestly. Tell it succinctly. Don't put or pull all the attention off of them and make it about you, just tell the short version of the story. And tell it honestly. Share how you struggled along the way, how you doubted, 
and how you eventually found faith or you found God's faithfulness in the midst of it. If you've empathized, if you've been vulnerable and real with them, and so they feel like you understand, now they may be ready finally to hear how you found faith, how you found God in the midst of your pain. Finally, fourth, a good way to point people toward God if they believe in God is to simply ask, where is God for you right now in this? Can you sense God at all? Or has any scripture been meaningful to you? Don't assume they can answer this question, but humbly ask it as a way of gently nudging them toward God. And if they're not on good terms with God at that moment, you don't need to defend God. God doesn't need you to defend him. And he allows people in pain to ask him hard questions and even to be angry with him. Just read the Psalms. The psalmists do this all the time. Well, that's a lot, a lot of suggestions. Just to summarize, speaking into suffering means not speaking much at all. As James 1.19, I think it is, put it, we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. Listening takes time. It takes compassion, but it's a gift to the other person. I hope you take opportunities to offer that gift this week. There are so many people who need it right now. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to the Ministry Leaders Podcast. We're a brand new podcast, so if you appreciate this, please let other people know about it. Subscribe on your iPhone or Google Play or however you access it. Give us a rating and a review. We appreciate you spreading the word. Bye for now. Thank you.